0: What's going on everybody and welcome to episode two of Quick Time The Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Anderson. And on today's episode, we are going to talk a little bit about the local racing scene, some cancellations due to coronavirus and a couple tracks opening up. We're also going to have a phone call with Jeff Cooley, photographer extraordinaire, good friend of the show. So let's kick things off with Eagle Raceway. Unfortunately, the race on the 9th of May has been canceled due to a 10-person limit by Cass County. They only want crowds of less than 10 people there. Eagles going to offer private practice sessions as they've done in the past. They have a three-car session for about an hour hour and a half and they rotate these sessions throughout the day also they are kicking around the idea of an outdoor restaurant where you can come in order some food order some drinks and it's just a good way to support the local racetrack just up the road i-80 speedway has canceled their may 8th and 15th dates but they also are doing some practice sessions i know they had one last weekend with a bunch of cars there and then beatrice Reeseway has canceled everything until June they plan on hosting their season opener June 5th but on some good news there is a track in Missouri US 36 Speedway in Cameron Missouri they are actually going to run a race this weekend May 8th Friday night IMCA sprint cars I know there's a bunch of Nebraska guys going down there Stu Snyder's one of them I know for sure he's been posting updates about that on his Facebook page and then also on Friday night Knoxville Raceway rolled out Sprint cars This race is going to be no fans. It's an invite race only with 48 cars. The top 18 of both World Outlaw points and Knoxville points are invited, along with promoter invites. There's going to be live streaming on Dirt Vision. So that's about it for local race news. Unfortunately, there's not a whole lot going on due to this coronavirus. So let's go ahead, jump in, and give Jeff Cooley a phone call.
1: What's
0: up, man? What's going on, Jeff? How you doing, buddy?
1: Oh, doing pretty good. How you doing this uh, lovely Nebraska evening?
0: Oh, not too bad, man. We're just out here kicking around, uh, trying out some new podcast equipment, trying to get this show up and going. All right, I know the test you did last was
1: really good, so I think you'll, uh, I think you'll have everything going fine this right? week.
0: That sounds good, man. I just got some new equipment, so we figured we'd give this whole phone call thing a try.
1: Yeah, I kind of upgraded today too. I got a uh, new uh, headset. I ordered a PlayStation Four just so I can play Tony Stewart Sprint Card.
0: <laughs> man, I hear you, man. Those games, they're they're fun, man. I just downloaded Tony Stewart the other day on my play, uh, not PlayStation, but on the Xbox, and been having fun well, with yeah, that. You
1: know, I I've been playing. Uh, Love Outlaw Sprint Card two thousand ten on Xbox three sixties because I played outlaw Outlaw two thousand two on PlayStation Two so much that I needed a different challenge. I need something different, so
0: I hear you man. You I, I, I've I've had the the uh the old PlayStation two game for a while. Unfortunately I don't have that Playstation anymore, but the oh,
1: new
0: the new one the new one on, on the three sixty it's pretty good, man. I'm, I'm having fun with it.
1: Oh, yeah, dude. I'll, I'll tell you what. I mean, we, we've got to have something to do to pass the time these days. You can only watch reruns on Flow Racing on Dirt Vision for so many, so many times, you know.
0: Yeah, I know. I. It's funny you brought that up, man. I got all these old uh, Knoxville Nationals on my YouTube channel. and got oh. some old races. And the view counts this past month, month and a half, have been skyrocketing due to this virus, man. It's crazy.
1: I know last year, last winter... I lived off of your YouTube channel. That's <laughs> swear, I watched every race on there that you have with uh, Outlaws and Thursday Night Thunder and everything like that. Like, Then I looked and seen your channel. Was, I was like, okay, that's why I like it. It's random.
0: <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I got, I got a bunch of videotapes here that I still need to go through and get uploaded and transferred over to over and put on that YouTube. Well, see,
1: I, I'm still looking for uh, 2,000. Utah Silver Crown Cars at Knoxville, the uh, Napa Hawkeye 100. The reason why I want that, uh, Ryan Newman was on the pole for that race. And when they were interviewing him for ESPN2, I was standing right behind him for about a minute.
0: So you just want to and see if you're on it. TV. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I haven't recorded on uh, v- on VCR tape, but I don't know what happened to it because when I got home the next night, they were airing it. Everybody from the local racetrack up and out been, hey, were you at Knoxville last night? And blah blah blah. And I was like, well, yeah, well, yeah, we seen you down there. Next to Ryan Newman when they're interviewing before the start of the race, driver introductions, and I was like, yeah, I play playing on that.
0: <laughs> right on right on man it sounds like I, I know this for a fact but you've been around the racing game for a long time you started photographing races back in 1996 uh what got yeah. you what, what got you started photographing
1: well see what happened was, was the spring of 1996 i lived up in fullerton at the time and our local racetrack was boone county raceway up at albion which is 23 miles away you know they ran uh, late models modified a couple different classes of stock cars every friday night We went up there on opening night, and somebody was handing out these newspapers. It was called Midwest Motorsports, and ended up changing to Nebraska Island Motorsports. And they were looking for people to write articles and do results. And it was like, well, hey, you know, I'm here already. I might as well do something, you know, besides just sitting in the stands. It's like I'm gonna get more involved in it, you know. So uh, the funny part is, is the person who was doing it was Kerry Larkin kevin larkin's sister all right on yeah so i got a hold of her and she was in blair at the time and she's like yeah you know whatever racetrack you go to in nebraska and Iowa, just jot down some notes and you know see what's going on with the action and get the results and everything i was like all right well i didn't know at the time but my mom got a hold of a friend of ours that we met back in 1983 at i-70 speedway in odessa missouri and she got a hold of him because a week later we started exchanging t-shirts you know he'd send shirts from williams grove and the Lernerville and Eldora, and we'd come to church from Knoxville and Eagle and Oklahoma City, Houston, you know. and Did that for years and years. She, but she got a hold of Paul and he sent me his old Minolta X700 camera body with like a 50 millimeter Vivitar and this other ones that he'd lend out to people but they could never get it to focus. But I was the only one that could ever get the focus. So August 3rd, uh 1996 i went up to Aubrey and did my first show the next night i went to the belleville midget
0: there we go now now we're, now we're I talking was,
1: that was the second show i ever went to taking pictures i didn't know what the hell i was doing brandon i was standing a hundred foot away from the race guys because i'd only been in the infield yeah and then, you know you know how belleville is everything is just Super fast and a little bit on the scary side. This was back when they only had one strip of guardrail
0: around the track. Yep, yep. I remember those days, man. And uh,
1: Robbie Flock ended up winning that night. And uh, I, honest to God, it took me a while to even figure out how to load the film into a camera. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, we got it easy now.
0: Yeah, nowadays if you we don't, just put a memory card in, and we're good to go.
1: Well, yeah, you know, the shot didn't turn out. Delete. Nobody ever knew.
0: <laughs> exactly. I, I have a lot of those. Oh,
1: yeah. I think we all do, you know. And then the next week, I just happened to have credentials for the Knoxville National. And it was like, wow, it's like, first two out of three shows, Belleville and then Knoxville. So I go to Knoxville, and that was where we usually got to hang out with Paul once a year if we didn't see him at the Chili Bowl. And Paul, you know, he kind of helped me a little bit, but he's like, I'll give you some hints. But he goes, you're going to learn on your own, big boy. You're going to figure out how to do things, and you're going to find out what works and what doesn't work. And sure enough, you know, I started going to all these different shows and everything, and Tim Passmore, he helped me out quite a bit. He came up to Albion to do an 360 show and helped out. And then I would uh, started going to Eagle quite often. Little Joe Woods, he helped me out quite a bit. Verge weeding, he helped me out, and you know, just started going to all these different places, and it was like, started getting my name out there a little bit, and people started seeing me around at all these different tracks, and I'm like, okay, because when I started, I was only eighteen at the time, and they thought I was just wanting to get into a race for free. They're yeah. like, no, I, I want to take pictures. I ever seen a little kid, whenever we went to Knoxville or anywhere. I have pictures left and right. I mean, I have a picture collection from the 80s in Knoxville, like old Lee Johnson and Tracy Talley. I mean, you name it. I mean, and then all the USAC photographers out in Indiana. Oh, God, I can't believe how many pictures that ordered from out there. But it just ended up being something that I just loved. I just fell in love with taking pictures at the racetrack, and I met the most awesomest people that there is on the face of the earth also.
0: Yeah. We, I mean, speaking of meeting people, man, that's the cool thing I find about this whole photography stuff is you meet so many different people. And that, that's how, you know, we met And back in June of 2009. Oh. I go out to a, a Jay Husker <laughs> show out in Fairbury, Nebraska. And there's this old guy oh. sitting in the stands before the, before the stands even open, man, there's this old guy sitting over there and I am walking oh. by checking out the new place. And it's my first <laughs> time ever there. And this guy goes, Hey, Come here. What are you doing? And he started flipping me so much shit. And I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? And it, oh, it was, yeah. it was your dad. And he's like, oh, my son takes photos too. And man, we've been buddies ever since, man.
1: Well, yeah, the funny part was, is we met there. And then a couple months later, me and dad were up the Carney at the event center, going to a Tri-City Show hockey game. And it's like, dude, what the hell are you doing here? Oh, I take pictures for the Lincoln Stars. And I was like, well shit this is a small world after all it's like this is what we do you know we started going to hockey games pretty much at about the same time you did maybe maybe a year or two a couple of years earlier but that's what we did during the fall and the winter you know transition from racing to hockey yeah i've
0: always and said we- i've always said that racing is i mean not, not racing but hockey is a lot like racing man you get a bunch of guys you're going fast around the around a, around a rink, basically. He's oh, slamming into shit, and it, it's great, man. And there's, I'm surprised it, it, how many times I walk down the halls at the ice box here, and you'll see drivers and crew guys and flagmen, and you, there's so many racing people that go to these hockey games here in the wintertime. Yeah,
1: and the fans are the same fans. They're passionate fans. Oh yeah, they for sure. This sport. I mean, and that's what I noticed when I started doing the hockey. I was like, first of all, why in the hell haven't I been going earlier? And then, second of all, it's like all the time up at Carney. I was running the people from over in Lincoln, people from Grand Island, Hastings, Carney, that i seen at the racing. Like, I, hey, did you get any good pictures that one night we were there at the And I was like, first of all, I'm not giving a face name. So it's kind of like, who the hell are you? I am the <laughs> same like, way. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm terrible, man. If I see somebody without a driver's suit on or a helmet, they could be anybody. You take somebody out of their helmet and it just. You know, I've had people come up to me. Hey, man, how you been doing with the races? And I
0: was like, all right. Start talking to him, and then they leave, and I was like, who the fuck was that? Yep, I, I'm the same way. <laughs> I am totally the same way, man. I was at Home Depot the other day, and there's a guy. He, he was wearing wearing a race car shirt from Knoxville Nationals. and So you know he's a race fan. He comes up to me, like, hey, what are you doing? You know, I'm like, "Uh, getting some stuff for the house. And he starts bullshitting with me. I'm like, and he walks away, and my wife looks at me. Who's that? I go, no fucking clue.
1: I have no idea, but he knows who I am.
0: That's right. So uh, let's switch uh, topics here and we'll talk about this Knoxville World Outlaw race coming up Friday night. I uh, can't
1: wait. I ordered, I, you know, I ordered my fast pass this morning.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be a good race. I mean, I've seen Danny Dietrich coming down. They tweeted out that Casey Kane's going to be there. Yeah.
1: Casey's back. He's going to be driving from excitement since he can't fly in. And Dietrich's doing the double. He's going back to Pennsylvania and I'm Yeah, he's a controversial guy, but I love what he has to say on Twitter. He, Between him and Robert Ballou, it's like whenever they post something, it's like, yep, give me the bag of popcorn. This is going to be a good thread tonight.
0: That is, that's <laughs> very true. Very true with that. I, I, lo- know, I love old Dietrich on the old Twitter.
1: Yeah, we need more people like that. But, you know, they they don't have to be politically correct. They, you know, if they want to speak their mind, hey, you know, we're in the land of the free. Speak your mind, you know what you need to say give it off your chest you know and people don't take it so damn seriously
0: yeah i, I agree with that man you, you know me for a while i always say what's on my mind even though it does bite me in the ass quite a bit
1: sometimes it needs to be said though i mean and it's like with this at Knoxville this weekend
0: i think this is great for everybody
1: I, if they had the sand built them i'll put it like this, i don't know if i want to go just because of being disabled and having a bad immune system and everything I can't really take too many chances, but I'll tell you what—I already ordered the
0: pay-per-view. I'm ready for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to watch it on pay-per-view. I, when they first announced that, I was going to try to go up there and photograph it, but with the all the restrictions going on, I just figured you know it's it's best to stay home, n- not try to push any buttons or anything like that. I saw Kendra tweeted out that all credentials got to go through through the Outlaws, and that, yeah. for me, it probably wouldn't have been a problem. But at the same time, it's like, do I really want to risk? going up there i got a family here at home and i don't want to get them sick or anything like that so i, I feel well, yeah. i feel like a couple of weeks from now uh i i think we'll be all right
1: well yeah i'm thinking you know maybe memorial day weekend you know they're saying that the heat kills it and everything well hopefully that's going to be true and you know i don't know what normal is going to be like anymore but hopefully we can start getting back in the right direction
0: Yeah, I I think we'll be all right. I mean, I don't know what's going on with that. I I let all the scientists and doctors, you know, figured all that crap out. That's what they're paid for. That's what they went to school for.
1: I'm just a dumbass race fan. Yeah, none of us know because none of us has ever been through anything like this. And the truth, the doctors and the scientists, they really don't know either.
0: Exactly. But at the same time, they're the ones that can do all the research and all this sort of stuff, not...
1: Exactly. You know, it's like, let's just stick with racing, stick with hockey, things that we know things that we love you know some things that
0: bring us happy that's right so so back back on the racing thing this race at knoxville man i saw shane stewart is in the uh old injury sports number 71 he's going to be real yeah, tough. he's, he's going to be real tough a, out, that, out there
1: he was out testing at the the other day and he looks fast and you know shane he's a damn good driver and bernie's always got good equipment so you never know and hey, he's going to be I heard forty-eight
0: cars. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at I was looking at the press release today. They have forty-eight cars. The top eighteen, both in World Outlaw points and Knoxville points from last year, are all invite. invited. And then they have like promoter invites. That's how like guys like Casey's getting in and Dietrich's getting in.
1: I'll tell you what, man. That's that's, that's going to be some tough racing because everybody's been wanting to race, and it's going to be a dog I'll tell you what. I, I I couldn't tell you who to pick offhand. To be up front, honestly.
0: I, I don't know I got I got a top three that I'm I'm liking I'm liking, Sweet's gonna be up there, uh, I like oh, I like and
1: Donnie top.
0: I like Stewart in the in the seventy one and uh, Brian Brown you can't count him out there man he's always tough
1: Brown he's always fast I mean you got some real good guys there I mean it's just I don't know it, it's just one of those deals where right now it's hard to pick I mean Aaron Pittman he could be right up there also
0: yeah I mean uh, any of these guys you can't count out I mean. They're their best of the best for a reason. Well, yeah,
1: that, that's right. I mean, that's why they run ninety-two, ninety-three race of a year, crisscrossing the United States. I mean, even Sheldon Hodginsfield, if he can get things hooked up, he could go out there and he could lap the field if he's got it hooked up right.
0: That's that's right. Speaking of Sheldon, did you catch that documentary uh, that Nos put out earlier this uh, year?
1: Oh, yes, I love that man. That was they did such a great job with that.
0: Yeah, it was amazing. I've probably watched it like a dozen times already. Just the, the filming of it was great. I mean, I messed with video a little bit myself, and I look at it and I'm like, man, I want to learn how to do that.
1: And the only thing
0: that I didn't, you know, that it got it always gets to me is when they start talking about BC. Yep, yep. I I,
1: mean, tearing off right there at the beginning. Yeah, I got choked up, and there's some tears flowing, you know, when Ricky was talking about, yeah, that car was meant for Brian. I'm like, oh, no. Here comes the water. we just like, thank God I'm sitting by myself right now.
0: Yeah, I agree, man. <laughs> Any, anytime, anytime there's anything with Brian brought up, man, there, the tear comes to my eye, man. That guy was amazing. He's so down to earth. Yeah. Great with all the fans. Great with the photographers, man. And hes
1: It's like right now, I'm wearing my BC forever hat right now with the Driven to Save Lives hat band on
0: it. Right on. I mean, there. I
1: always, I always wear my Brian hat. I mean, it just, I wish I had about five more of them because this one's starting to get kind of sweated out from being at the races in the summer, but, <laughs> you know, I've gotten some good use out of it and I always try to promote, give them to save lives, be a, be a hero like Brian, be, a, be his owner,
0: you know? Yep. Yep. I hear you there, man. Brian, Brian's a good dude, man. I love that guy. Oh, dude. He,
1: I'll put it like this. He was probably the best driver that we'll ever see in our lifetime
0: overall in any
1: car. Yeah. Him, Tony Stewart. Kyle Larson, Christopher Bell. You know, there's some guys that, you know, just once in a lifetime guys that they're just born naturally with those skills. I mean, I, I just wish I would have been able to watch Mario Andretti and AJ Foyt and Rutherford and those guys back in the day. My dad always told me about them, and it was like, oh, man, no cages out there running 3 coin in Springfield and Terre spring Haute bouncing through the rut. It was like balls of steel, just throw your nut sack over your shoulder
0: and hold on. It's like, wow. Yeah, man. Those days were were the days where, you know, it was men driving these cars, man. I'm not saying it. Nothing against the guys today, man, but the tracks, man, it didn't matter if they were rough, slick, or whatever. You just, like you said, you throw your nut sack over your shoulder and let her rip, man. Well, and
1: it's like they said back then, once you went out on the racetrack, you didn't know if you are
0: coming back or not. No, exactly, man. It was it was, it was a tough time back then.
1: You know, it was, uh, back in early 60s there every other weekend we were losing somebody and it was like, but that's just the way racing was back then i mean thank thank god for safety these days But sometimes i think some of the kids don't respect safety and they're willing to throw those dirty sliders and they just because they know that well he's gonna be all right if i hit him and the car owner's gonna fix the car so you know so what'd you think of uh Park Jefferson International a couple of weeks ago at Terry McConnell's
0: rate. Man, I watched most of it. I, I didn't get the pay per view, um, but fortunately yeah. Fortunately they, they had issues with getting people logged on, so I did get to see most of it. Um I mean it sucks that they had the issues with with it. But yeah, I
1: think the only thing I missed
0: was the A main. Yeah, and and I went back and I watched the highlights with that, man. What a what a finish to that thing, man. You got you got Parker That's Price Miller. Ridiculous. Yeah, you got Parker Price Miller running away with it on a restart. I don't Aaron know
1: uh, Yeah, I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if
0: Parker Price broke or he ran out of field and Reitzel runs out of field and Mattson gets in the back of him and there goes Zierfoss riding around everybody on the outside, man. It was it was a crazy finish.
1: Yeah, I mean it was one of those deals where it's like, did this really happen? Because I mean, nobody could ever suspected that, that a chain of events in what, the last six, seven laps of that feature? Yeah,
0: you kind of scripted it, man. It was a great way to get live racing back in front of the eyes of everybody that's been, you know,
1: well, yeah, stuck you in the house with all this. PMG and ESPN and everything, you know. There's the only live sport event in the world going on. Not just in America, in the world.
0: Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, I'm glad Terry got it, you know, pulled something like that off. And, and I mean, so, uh, Terry offering the pay-per-view was great because, you know, if you ever... Been to Oski or whatever. Terry doesn't offer pay per view. He or, doesn't
1: do pay per views.
0: But it was great that he did it. The race was great. I'm glad it was a success for him. Sounds like the track did really well.
1: Yeah, I'd only been up there one time, and that was in 1995. We went to the Bush All Star Two of Late Models. Yeah, I and was... we were in the suite, and I really didn't know a whole lot about late model racing. But damn, they put on a hell of a show with that track.
0: Yeah, they do. I mean, I've been up there uh, two, three times. Funny story is uh, the first time I went up there, I had this uh, piece of shit green Ford Escort. I went up there with Shane Wolf, but me and him, we road trip up there. It was, uh, I think it was an ASCS show or something like that we go up there for. And we go to the races. It's dusty, whatnot. And, you know, my eyes are bloodshot and just from rubbing (laughs) them all all night. So we stop on the way home. We stop at the gas station, fill up, getting ready to leave. And uh, there's uh, one of South Dakota's finest right behind me. On goes the uh, the flashers and the cherries, and I pull over. He's like, "Oh no!" He's like, "You've been drinking?" I am like, uh, "No." He's like, "Step out of the car, sir." I am like, "Oh fuck, here we go." <laughs> so, so I tell him, you know, "Hey, we were at the racetrack, you know, what He does a little feel sobriety deal with me. Pass it. He goes, "Oh well, the reason I pulled you over is you got a license plate light out." I am like, "You gotta be fucking kidding me, bud." For a license plate, I get pulled out of the car. Sobriety test going on. And Shane, every time we drive up there or drive by that racetrack, man, Shane reminds me every single time.
1: (laughs) Hey, you remember that one night after the
0: races? (laughs) Yep. I will never live that down.
1: Yeah, you know, kind of like me reminding you, hey, you remember that one night you crashed your... uh up at that candy, can <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> they a crack
0: in <laughs> or or with us remember that Belleville nationals with that shit sketchy ass golf cart oh my god that was
1: yeah old Tyler Dunkel he he was more scared riding in the golf cart than he was riding in Johnny Murdoch's midget. that
0: That's is Dunkel. something to be impressed about I mean Murdoch <laughs> I love Johnny Murdoch but he does not have the nicest stuff it's all homemade bill stuff, and this golf cart, man, scared a race car driver. It was great.
1: Oh, that golf cart, dude. I was surprised we actually made it up to Casey's in that damn thing. I mean, I could do a half a turn with the steering wheel, and it wouldn't grab.
0: I was surprised we didn't roll that damn thing, man. I'm just saying.
1: Oh, yeah, and it was jacked up high, too. I can't even describe it. It, it wasn't right, though. We shouldn't have been driving. I mean, I shouldn't have
0: been driving it. I know that. Yeah, not we, you. <laughs> I was just, yeah, long what, what for, I was along for sweet. the ride. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'll
1: tell you what, man, we had some good times there at Belleville there in the fair with the
0: midget. Yeah, we always. I mean, anytime me and you run into each other, we always have a good time. Whether it be Belleville or Fairbury, we run into each other. Yeah, a we had there.
1: To, had. To add, uh, Ryan Brown in with us, that poor girl, she's probably scarred
0: for life. Oh, you know it. Anytime you, like I said, anytime you get me and you together, man, the shit's about to hit the fan.
1: Oh, oh yeah, it's gonna be interesting because you don't know what's gonna come out of a mouth.
0: Yeah, we we are not know. gonna
1: know how to, you're not gonna know how to react to it either because it's gonna be like, Is he for real or did he just say that or Oh, damn right he did.
0: Yeah, none of us have a filter <laughs> on our mouths, that's for sure.
1: Oh, yeah, especially at the race track. We just, you know, we're so comfortable in our element there that it doesn't matter.
0: You know, it's our Disney world. Exactly, exactly. And then and, um, I want to bring up a race coming up. When is the uh, Roy Cooley Memorial Race this year? Do you know off the top of your head?
1: Saturday, August 8th, at Jefferson County Speedway, in Fairbury, Nebraska. Could be uh, winged outlaw, non wing a class, winged a class, restrictors, junior sprint, and sportsman division. We yeah. so usually end up with you know fifteen to twenty cars in each class, and it's a well-run show. Usually start hot lapping at seven, races at seven thirty, done by ten thirty that night.
0: Yeah, man, I've I've made it to a couple of them. I haven't made it to all of them, unfortunately. It, it's Last a great year, show. The
1: same weekend as the Knoxville Nationals, so a lot of people. No, it's like well Knoxville. I was like, I can't blame you if you're going to Knoxville.
0: I'd be going to Knoxville too if I could. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear you. And, and sometimes the schedules they just work out that way. I mean, well, the good thing
1: are- is though, a month a month before though, we have USAC Midwest Midget Championships. Their two day weekend with the USAC Midget that does not disappoint, and that place with the fair going. I've never seen so many fans of such a small little track like that. Yeah, the the,
0: what Cody's made that race into it is, is amazing, man. I've it, it's, oh, it's, it's my favorite race of the year. It.
1: It, it is for me too. I'm, you know, it's only an hour away from from home for me. And then Usac, we get along with Usac so well. I mean, it's kind of like a family reunion for us. You know, our buddy old Rich Foreman comes out, and he he knows he's going to get it from us whenever he comes out. It's like Right, what the hell are these two assholes going to say to me
0: this time? <laughs> oh, that's right.
1: <laughs> we do have a new race this year, Fourth of July at Fairbury. The United Rebel Sprint Series three hundred five wing sprints are going to make their debut. First ever sprint car race. At
0: yeah, the Jefferson
1: County Speedway.
0: So. I'm, I am totally interested in seeing how how they get around that place. That place is tight. It's small. It's a great. See, mi- it's a great track. But putting a sprint they ran car it on
1: there. Years ago. But that's the thing. It's going to be interesting. I'd like to see, you know, I heard ramblings the last couple of years that they were talking about maybe doing the non-wing 305 race there. Maybe just an exhibition to see how things go. Get a handful of cars out there. Do you imagine a non-wing sprint car race at that show, even with the
0: 305? It'd be amazing. I, I, it'd be great. I, I mean, that place is great for, for open-wheel racing. The midgets—they put on a hell of a show, so I—I I wouldn't see any anything different with the non-wing 305. The the wing oh, cars, I think, I think you're the wing cars—it's gonna—I I, want to see how they're gonna get around that place and pass. It's—it's. I mean, there's not a whole lot of room coming off of four or between the wall and the the infield. You probably get two cars going.
1: Yeah, they uh, definitely wouldn't be able to do a four-wide parade lap. No, <laughs> not, that that is for sure. <laughs> But I think it could be a fun race, though. And if you, you know, the drivers, if they're willing to, you know, just kind of take it easy and be patient, I think the guys can be able to pass. Just gonna have to take the time with
0: it. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure.
1: It's gonna be a chess match.
0: Yep, it's gonna be who who can outsmart the other guy. So if if and when we get the race season going, what are your plans for this summer? Uh,
1: Where are you gonna be shooting at?
0: I'm gonna be Eagle most of the time. I think. Uh, that's the plan right now. Uh, with Trey Gropp running the Power I, going for rookie of the year, I'm gonna try yeah. to get out and go to a couple Power I races and and do some stuff with him. Obviously, uh, I'll, I'll yeah, be doing. I'll tell you
1: what.
0: Yeah, I'll be doing all the USAC stuff in the area. That's for sure. I, I never miss USAC. USAC is is near yeah, near dear to my heart, and I I wish we just got him out here more. Yeah,
1: that's I wish you know, you know I miss the good old days when they drove Tuesday night at Eagle. And then do the Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at Belmont.
0: Yep. I, I missed those nice. And then after Eagle stopped running that Thursday night, McCool picked them up for a while. McCool was...
1: Junction, that was another fun
0: point. Yeah. I mean, it's
1: just, just a shame, you know, but Eagle was such a fun track for
0: midgets. I mean, oh, man. That track was perfect for it. Yeah, and the last race there was not so great. I think that put a lot of sour grapes in people's mouths. Um, yeah. But I, I think I think if you get the track right again, it'd be a badass place.
1: Well, yeah. Did, did you ever see any when they ran the little like it was Rocky Mountain Midgets when they ran the little Greenwood Speedway there at I eighty?
0: No, unfortunately, I've never been to the little track there at I eighty. It's always been the, the that was basically track. about the same size as Waverly's
1: track, and they ran full size midgets. It was wild, dude. I've got a picture of Roger Branson. During the hot laps, just up on the bike, about ready to flip it, but he saved it. Just, It was wild. I'll tell you what, they ran there on Friday, I think, and then Saturday and Sunday at Eagle Memorial Day weekend, three-day weekend. That,
0: that'd that be a hell of a show, man. Any time you can get these touring series in and give them three, sh- three four shows during the week. Oh, yeah. It's a good time. I mean,
1: that, that's what I hate about this year, you know. The USAC Sprints put on a hell of a show at Greenwood and Lakeside when they come out here.
0: Yeah. And I I mean, I was disappointed last year with all the rain that we didn't get, we didn't get any USAC sprint shows out here. I mean.
1: Yeah. Lakeside, those poor guys, they didn't get a show until what? Late August or September?
0: Yeah. And now, now the weather's been perfect and we can't go out racing due to the virus. Yeah. I mean, it it
1: seems like if it ain't one thing, it's 10,000 different other
0: ones. Yep. Unfortunately, that's the way it goes sometimes. I don't
1: know. I mean, I think once we get racing and get going. I think we're going to see some really good shows going on. It's bound to happen. It's got to happen one of these days, doesn't
0: it? Yeah, I, w- I would think so, man. I mean, they're racing. Obviously, they're racing uh, Knoxville, and then US 36 is going to race Friday night with uh, IMSA sprint cars, and their are uh, their local uh, IMSA. Iowa
1: also.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not much of a late model guy. I mean, they put on a hell of a show out there.
1: Yeah, I, I, I like late models.
0: i, I got to have sprints, midgets, and
1: silver crown cars, but you want to see a great late model show, Lucas Oil Late Model National Stocksville. It's just unbelievable. I went there for three years, and it was probably three of the best races I've ever seen in my life in stock cars.
0: Yeah, they always put on a good show. I, I've never been up there for Knoxville. I keep saying I'm going to go, but it's, it's right around the time hockey's uh, starting. It's worth it. I'm... It's totally worth it. Yeah, I just, it's just one of those things where schedules don't work out. Like last year, I think I was in Pittsburgh when it was going on for for hockey and whatnot. So, well, yeah,
1: you were doing preseason the same weekend that they were doing that. Fall, so.
0: Yep. Mark. All right, man. It's 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 been fun. I wanna I wanna jump off the horn here and uh, wrap up this little podcasting, and hopefully it turns out. Hey, you. man.
1: Anytime you ever want to talk some racing or do any race recaps, once we get some, you know, get something to talk about,
0: you know. Yeah, definitely, man. I'm we'll, always we'll have around
1: you and always up talking about racing, so.
0: Yeah, for sure. We'll definitely get you back on again. And like I said, thanks for jumping on and, and doing this with me.
1: Oh, hey, man. I've known you for quite a few years. And like I said, you know, you get us two together. It's bound to be bound to be something cool.
0: That's right. All right, man. We'll talk to you later. All right. All
1: right. Take it easy, bud. All Stay right. safe and keep healthy.
0: All right, you too, bud. We'll take care. All right. We want to thank Jeff Cooley for jumping on with us. Uh good conversation there. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. And that's gonna do it for this episode of Quick Time. Until next time, we'll catch you on the flip side.